Welcome to Beer Massive, a collection of good beer-centric conversation, interviews, editorials, reviews, and more from a collective of centrally like-minded yet individually opinionated good beer fanatics. From podcasts born in the present, or from our massive library of brewer interviews from years past, we hope you enjoy what you hear. If you do enjoy what you're here, please subscribe. Feel free to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram on tap, at Massive Beers, or email us individually at massivebeers at gmail.com. Massive Beer Editorial. Who would have thunk it? A Massive Beer Editorial. I, I have a list of things I want to do, but when it comes to stuff that I'm going to sit here and talk organically, like I have a couple notes here, just stuff I want to touch on that I, I don't want to miss, and I probably will miss actually some of it, just because I miss stuff. Anyway, um, even though I have like notes here, I, I kind of like to be like enthused about the, the subject matter. I want something to kind of light a fire into my ass. And uh, so I kind of want these stories to kind of happen organically. And uh, so I was kind of like, oh, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? And then lo and behold, subject matter that I kind of had on the list, but it was not really something I was into, kind of just popped up. And that is the secondary market of beer. Uh, it's something I'm actually have quite a bit of opinions on. Um, to be perfectly honest, but I was going to do a whole kind of beer trading secondary market kind of thing. Um, but then I decided to just do kind of like a secondary market thing because lo and behold, this week someone went to jail for selling beer. Um, yeah, a, a gentleman from Massachusetts um, uh, ended up uh, posting his a uh, uh, good portion of a seller on mybeerseller.com. I shouldn't even promote it, but whatever. Anyway, um, and uh, he, you know, he posted on there for sale in the Pennsylvania State Police. My fucking state uh, kind of baited him into the sale. And, you know, they kind of agreed to a sale. The guy was driving down this way, met him somewhere in the Lehigh Valley off the turnpike. And they pitched the guy for basically selling alcohol without a license. Um, And I was like... Fuck that noise, because that pisses me off. I mean, law's a law. you got to abide by the law, but it kind of got me really pissed. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I want to talk about this now. So I did a little bit of research. Lo and behold, and I'm sure there's more people that haven't gotten busted for this than just these two examples, but the only other example I could find, and I looked for about a half an hour or so for individual arrest for selling beer was in my fucking state again, of Pennsylvania. Someone about a year ago um, posted on Craigslist that they wanted to sell part of their cellar, and same thing. You know, and they set up a fucking bust, and, you know, they, they, they arrested this dude. I don't know what the fine is for this. I don't know if there's any kind of jail time with it, but that's all fucking besides the point. It just got me to thinking. you know what I mean? Secondary market when it comes to beer in general. And it's not just individually. Um, bars have to deal with this too you know there's a, I believe a New York City bar and um, one out in uh, Wisconsin got both of them got busted uh, selling new Glarus beers on draft you know what I mean by like their um, respective kind of state ordinance kind of beer people or whatever you want to call it like that we have the L- LCB in Pennsylvania I don't know what else they have in other states but anyway it's a huge thing nowadays and it's it, it, it drives me insane to be perfectly honest with you uh, not the concept of it. The concept of secondary market to me is an actual beautiful thing. Um, the, the pros and cons of the secondary market are pretty simple. You know what I mean? Um, and we'll get to that in, in a little bit down the line. But 
in general, what you're doing is you're you're affording yourself the ability to try beers you wouldn't normally be able to procure. Um, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of great beers out there. Not all of them are distributed. You know what I mean? We get a ton of great Belgian stuff. We get a ton of like really nice brewery stuff. But if you know if you hear of a brewery you really want to try, you've got to kind of go to secondary market. Unless you go trading, it's a whole another story we can go down. But a lot of people end up going secondary market. In, 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 in a perfect world, or in a world that actually did exist at one time or another, the secondary market wasn't too bad. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, I've bought beers multiple times on the secondary market. Not something I usually love to do, but every now and then I'll get a hankering for a specific vintage of a beer. That's usually when I hit secondary markets. Usually I'm looking for aged beers. And, you know, uh, I've been really lucky with that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, some of the prices now are just insane, and that's kind of the cusp of this is that... The the um, the kind of snowball effect that that secondary market has done to pricing, not just with secondary market but with actual like retail base level pricing, and I go out and I would find stuff. I you know I bought a lot of barley wines like ten because you know barley wines of life. Um, bought a lot of like ten barley wines, bombers all bombers that were aged five years at least five years aged absolutely beautifully. And this is only about three years ago I did this. And I ended up spending like um, I don't know. It was ended up being like fourteen to ten to fourteen dollars a bottle. I forget what it was. To me, for bombers of uh, a bunch of barley wines, that's a steal. Like I didn't felt took on that. I bought old stocks online. I bought um, you know what I mean. I bought Hardee's online. I bought a lot of vintage beers online. I've had really good um, experience with it over time. Um, but it seems like nowadays um, the secondary market has gotten insane insane uh to the point where there are sites that are just dictated that are just exist for the sole purpose of informing people on the secondary market value of beer um and when i talk about the secondary market i am talking about buying and selling the beer i'm not talking about trading trading is perfectly legal you can trade beer with people that's not against the law and usually more times than not uh, when you trade people and once you actually garner uh whatever respect or uh rapport with certain people with trading you're not necessarily playing paying overtly overpriced like upmarked pricing most of the time you're gonna pay a little bit of an up upmark or an extra fee on top of what the base beer costs what i'm talking about is straight up just selling beer for the base of secondary market which ends up being most more times than not kind of profit so, rewind a little bit. We'll go back to second market. What does it exist? Okay, it's the whole. You know, you get to kind of get beers that you always wanted to try. That has slowly morphed into this kind of idea of I can procure these super beers, the whales, the dude bro whales, that people have always coveted, and and that has kind of tumbled and morphed and transformed and into almost like wine level upmarking you know what i mean like this has always been a thing with wine uh, vintages more so than actual secondary market price of brand new wines and i guess i'm not that in tune with the wine world so i could be a little bit off there but it's usually vintages specific vintages um are absolutely fantastic and they intend to you know kind of gain in popularity gain in kind of price price just because of how good they are and the rarity and the whole nine and beer kind of followed that suit but in a much different way in that I shouldn't even say it a different way. In a more of a kind of 
Hmm. What's the word I'm looking for? More, I don't want to say ghetto. Uh, I, I don't want to say ghetto. I want to say more... Um, hmm. More middle class. Let's go that. Middle class kind of way. Wine, as far as I know, tends to be priced quite high. Um, especially the coveted stuff on the secondary market. You're talking not hundreds, maybe even low thousands that beers tend to get into. You're talking about tens of thousands of dollars. But they ended up following the same kind of same kind of pattern. And, and again, I'm not saying beer shouldn't be as coveted as wine. You're talking to a guy who actually talks about beer all the time, and I love it, and I actually prefer it over wine. So for me, it kind of makes sense. But it is, but it's the whole kind of uh, the way it's evolved. Let's put it that way. So get back on track here. Go to go to my notes about this just because I don't want to get too fucking hurly squirrely. So first off. Secondary market. At the beginning of what you're talking about, secondary market is the brewer, the breweries. Um, they produce a beer, they sell a beer, and then we take it. And by we, I mean people, I don't mean me. And uh, we take it and then we end up selling it online to somebody else at a markup. That's almost universally panned from brewers. You know what I mean? It's almost like they hate it. You know what I mean? And it, it, there's some they're okay with it. You know what I mean? Like there's like, I think... Um, who is it? Uh, Hair to Dog. Uh, Alan Sprints of Hair to Dog actually has no issues. It's secondary markup pricing for beers because he believes like it can do some good if you actually put that money into a positive avenue. He's the exception of the rule. Most people despise it. There's been multiple stories um, from uh, brewers. Do you know what I mean? Like um, Greg Koch from Stone. Um, Augie Carton. Um has talked about it several times on his podcast. He actually has a really good way of actually dealing with it, and I'll touch on that in a second. But a lot of brewers universally hate it um, for a very good reason. One, people are spending more money for their product they produce. There's no, like, kind of, like, the person who's selling a $10 can of beer, $10 bottle of beer for $100, the brewer's not seeing that. So naturally, you can get pissed. You can be like, I can make more money at it. I'm not saying that's what brewers think, but I'm saying... Some probably think that way too. You know, uh, most brewers brew beers and want it to be drank the way they intended it to be drank, which is, you know, you get it, you hold on to it, and then you drink it. Well, you don't know how your beer is going to be treated from point A to point B to point C to point D to point Z. So, you know, things can go awry from there to there. And plus, it ends up sometimes causing a little bit of kind of um, third party kind of animosity towards a brewer. You know what I mean? When you see like bottles of. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Assassin or Dark Lord or whatever being so expensive. A lot of people end up being like, fuck that brewery. You know what I mean? Their beers are so expensive. The brewery had nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? They sold it at what their price is going to be. Now, we'll get to the whole kind of how secondary market is affecting brewery pricing, which now they're starting to price shit kind of crazy. But it's also like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, I hate that brewery because they're selling beers that are super expensive. When more times than not, they're not. It's actually a third-party person that's being a douchebag. Um, so you have all these kind of breweries that like are kind of combating this, kind of like being like, okay, we don't want to do this. We don't want to do this. How do we deal with this? How do we deal with these people kind of taking our beers and selling them uh, on a third party? First, eBay. eBay, for all you whippersnappers in the beer community, you actually used to be able to sell beer on eBay. You couldn't sell beer. You could sell the bottle. But eBay let it happen for years. I bought beer off eBay multiple times, um, they cut it down. So there's certain avenues that actually cut it out, um, actually shut down the third market, 
um, sellers. Um, breweries have gone, uh, gone as far as to contact people that have been selling their beers and trying to shut it down. Um, and and even like it happens overseas, um, Cantillon, Swansea Day. Swansea Day exists because of secondary market beer pricing. Um, Swansea Day, for those that don't know, Cantillon basically releases a beer every year and they have it kind of placed at random breweries here and there throughout the world and then you can show up at that place and then drink the Cantillon beers you know what I mean in the states there's multiple breweries that do this um, or multiple bars that hold these uh, Fool's Gold New York does it I believe Monks and Philly always does it uh, Trillium does it um, Common People Common People Brewing is a Thin Man Brewing now that's it and uh, Buffalo is doing it. a lot of people do it and basically what it is is Cantillon I think it was one of their original Swansea it might have been the original one released this beer on a specific day and um, the owners um, saw that the beer was actually being taken and uh, sold on the secondary market and they had they didn't know how to combat this um, so what they decided to do is keep on with Swansea Day but produce it as draft only I believe some bottles are produced but draft only and you have to go to these places and drink it on draft and that's kind of their way of com combating secondary market when it comes to like beer and all that kind of stuff um Good way to do it, but again, not everybody's like a draft person. Those places tend to get packed. Some people just want to have beers at home. I'm more of a home person than an actual bar person or a brewery person, even though I travel quite a bit. But that's their way to combat it. Uh, actually, the, the best way is, like I said earlier, Augie from Augie Carton, the way he did it, the way he's done it in the past, is I believe one of his beers, might have been Dune Fruit about two years ago, and, you know, he released it, and he was kind of, you know, he's super active online. You know, he's kind of checking bits and pieces of the shit that's going on, especially with his brewery. Saw that it was, like, immediately being sold for, like, crazy markup. You know what I mean? Like, you know, $25 a can or something like that as opposed to, you know, $15 a four-pack. So what did he do? He took a bunch extra, released it, flooded the market with it, which in turn just drove the prices down and just basically fucked all those people trying to make a buck. That's my favorite way to go about it. But that's magnanimous. Do you know what I mean? Not a lot of people are going to do that. It takes a special kind of person to actually do that. Someone that's kind of gives a shit and is kind of a little asshole in a good way. Which, you know, I've always been my stance on Augie. But that's the way to... Some ways breweries kind of go and attack that portion of the show. Now, the pricing portion of it. Probably should have did that before when I went to how do you attack the pricing portion of the show. Um, it's gotten crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, the one, there's a website, I'm not going to promote it, that kind of keeps track of beers. There's several beers that have sold on the site. Most of them are, you know, the, the beers that a lot of people end up coveting. You know what I mean? Hence the reason why they go for so much money. We were talking about five thousand three thousand two thousand multiple beers that are over a thousand dollars that these beers usually originally retail um for you know microns of that pennies on those dollars do you know what i mean the original swansea was going for a 100 bucks and it was a seven dollar seven euro beer you know um beers like that that end up coming like you know a lot of them tend to be your cantillons and um some of your kind of vintage or 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 um limited release kind of beers end up getting to the point where the pricing gets absolutely insane is that warranted is that a good thing is that should it be something we bitch about <sighs> i don't know um to not to not think of beer in the same way you think about wine um 
I think is wrong. I think some beers weren't pricing that is different, but not in the way that it's kind of done today. I should put it that way. There's some beers that age well, and if you're taking, you know, you're taking a kind of a risk at buying tons and tons of these cases, and then these beers end up turning into these great vintages. There's a little bit. There's a time and effort investment on somebody's part um, that ends up being like, okay, now you know, I, I could have bought this case of Cantillon Nis, and it ended up turning into kind of sh shit. Their beers don't turn into shit, but it's something that's not super coveted. So you know, I have beer, but you know, I kind of took the financial risk on that end of things. So some beers I do believe kind of warrant this kind of service, but for the most part, the way the secondary market works today as opposed to when it kind of originally kind of, you know, came up in the beer world is that every single beer has like a secondary market price now. And it drives me absolutely insane. It's not just these bigger, you know, sellerable old school kind of beers, you know, people... I see it constantly, you know what I mean? I'm kind of relatively in tune with the local beer community, and, and it's absolutely rampant, you know what I mean? Perfect example. You know, like, it, it, it's it's the point where you can't even, you don't even know it's going to happen <laughs> to you. Perfect example, someone's like a local beer group, local, like, not like anything crazy online. And I was like, hey, man, I'm going up to breweries, just kind of put it out there. Hey, I'm going up to these two breweries. Does anybody want any beers while I'm up there? And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm taking... He's like, I'm going to be making mixed four-packs. I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'll take a mixed four-pack, whatever. I'm like, it's cool, you know, get a couple of review beers, get a couple of good beers, and comes back. And there was basically, went to two breweries, and there was one $18 four-pack, two $18 four-packs about which, again, we'll get to that being insane price-wise, and then one uh, $16 six-pack, and it comes back... And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you're getting, you'll, you'll get, you know, one, two. He's like, you'll get three of the eighteen dollar beers, one of each, and then one of the sixty one. I'm like, okay, awesome. I'm like, so blah blah. blah. He's like, oh, it's twenty eight bucks. I was like, twenty eight bucks. I was like, that's like you paid sixteen fifty. Now I understand people's time and money and all that bullshit, but I, I don't play that game. I just get people at cost. And uh, it's just like instantly, you know what I mean? Like not even like a beer that's minutes old. People are wanting a ten dollar markup, just just to deliver beers that were like literally like down like an hour away. You know what I mean? Listen, if you drive, if you take a three day trip in the middle of nowhere and you're going through nineteen different tolls and driving fucking eighty hours on the road, I'm gonna actually end up giving you some money and probably some beer. But just to mark up stuff, you like happen to be going on a trip, you know what I mean? And you're going to go anyway, and it marks it up. To me, honestly, kind of poopy. Anyway, but that's the instant kind of markup that you see in the secondary market. And it just kind of rolls from there. You have all these people that end up going to places to just... And this is kind of where she gets seedy. And I have friends that actually do this, you know what I mean? That actually go to places for the sole reason... Of turning a profit. And that's kind of where you jump the shark. The whole markup pricing on beers. And you know the whole thank you beer thing. I get it. I'll, it. Quick tangent. If you mark up a fucking four pack on me. I'm not going to give you thank you beer. I'm going to give you fuck you beer maybe. If you give. If you go out and about. And grab beer. And you give it to me at cost. Chances are I'm going to give you a thank you beer. And fucking money. It's kind of like that thing where if you ask for a tip. You're not going to get a fucking tip. Don't ask, I motherfuckers be asking a dude who want to charge me 28 bucks, asked thank you beers appreciated, like, go fucking thank you beer yourself out the fucking window. Anyway, back to the other tangent. Then you kind of get to that next level of the secondary market, 
which is uh, just profiteers. Do you know what I mean? And that's to me where um, everything really kind of jumps the shark. And it's fucking crazy. I know people that, like, literally, and they're friends of mine. And 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 I don't buy beer because I can't be part of it. And that, I think, is the core of the whole thing, is that we do this to ourselves, the whole secondary market. And the reason why prices are the way they are is because we dictate that. We're not smart enough to actually not buy into secondary market and crazy retail prices. Anyway, so... the, the So many people actually go out there and actually... That's like a second job to them at this point. They actually go to breweries, constantly go to brewery, waiting for a release, waiting for a release, and actually getting these beers and instantly marking them. Be like, I got this $16 beer. It's definitely going to go for 85 on the secondary market real quick. You know? And, and that is where I think that the worlds kind of start to collide and merge and kind of crash and destroy each other. The instant markup on like on the four pack sucks but i think it's more of kind of like it's small enough to where i don't think it affects the grand scheme of things market wise even though it's a douche move um but the 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 long run markup the the uh, i'm gonna get go to this stickered can collab and just mark up the beers like crazy per can or we can even just i'm not gonna talk about it because i don't live in that world because i don't understand it enough but i understand it enough that i don't like it the whole raffle world where people like oh buy a one dollar ticket and 80 people can buy it for this one can you know what i mean that kind of raffle weird kind of thing going on you can thump that into this to where people have this inflated markup on all these beers what it ends up doing is it ends up killing you in the beginning because what you do is you end up paying way more money for the beer that you are buying because you're marking it up on a secondary market. The reason why there are $20, $25, 20 4-packs of double IPAs or single IPAs or hop-forward beers is because of the secondary market. It's because of the secondary market because people need it, people have to have it, and when people do get it, they ended up turning it over and charging extra for it. Now, honestly, breweries had no other choice to be like, we're going to charge more money for our fucking beer because these motherfuckers are buying it at $14, $15 a four-pack. They're flipping it for 25 28 bucks. We're just going to charge 25 28 bucks. So, you know, in the short-term view, uh, people out there who are like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to fucking get over. I'm going to fucking make some money and I'm going to get beer too. You ended up just fucking ruining the market for everybody else. Um, you ended up ruining the market for everybody else, and you end up just kind of fucking yourself in the, in the end, fucking everybody else. And it gets worse and worse the bigger beers you go. You know what I mean? Like, I think, what was it, Morning Delight this year? It's like, it was $200, right? I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, don't fucking kill me. You can kill me. I'm just not going to give a shit. Um, but I think it was $200, and I think you got four four beers. And one of them was um, fucking Morning Delight, maybe, or maybe that was KBBS when they released it not too long ago. I don't know. But you're talking about, again, like I said, there was a release for a coveted beer, and it was $200, and you got a one of the coveted beers and a couple of the other beers. That's fucking insane. That's $50 a bomb. You know what I mean? Like, that is a beer that was probably originally released for, you know what I mean, 10 bucks. You know what I mean? A bottle. And that was probably crazy at the time. You know what I mean? You had people like... You know, like Kunin, does their Raspberry Icebox or their Icebox series in general, and they charge almost now to the point where I think they're charged almost $40 for, like, an 8-ounce bottle. That, I don't think, is born from them just going, man, we're just going to fucking charge an ass, arm and a leg. I believe that's born from the secondary market. And, and they understand what people are going to pay for it because 
a lot of people end up flipping it or doing something with it to the point where they ended up not fucking eating that whole nut. But that's why those beers exist at those prices now. So the more you kind of buy into these kind of like super high-end beers and then turn them over at super high-end, double, triple, quadruple, and whatever rates, you're ending up just affecting the baseline of the availability of beer, the cost of beer, what you end up paying for beer. It's going to be reflected at the beginning of the market. So it just kind of pisses you off because it's almost like a drug addict mentality. I have all these people that just can't get out of their way. They just need to have it, need to have it. Can't have if I don't have it, my life doesn't make sense. Um, and in 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 the end, it's it just there's a lot of people out there that are like, okay, I'm not going to pay that. You know what I mean? And you end up screwing people who actually would actually enjoy the beer because after the people actually buy all this crazy secondary market beer, never fucking open it. Just kind of walk around like, hey, look what I have. I'm pretty fucking cool. So you end up screwing up the people that actually would enjoy the beer and actually drink it. Who would have thunk it actually drinking one of those beers? fucking mind-blowing concept you end up fucking fucking people that well, not saying deserve it because nobody deserves shit you know what i mean but people that would actually enjoy it would actually covet it would actually like savor it let's put it that way um yeah i mean it's a it's classic supply and demand you know what i mean it is but it, it, supply and demand is going to dictate most of any of this so I'm not saying uh, the simple way to go about explaining all this is going, well, people are going to pay for it, then that's what you charge. But you shouldn't be that way. That's that's the crack. That's the heroin mentality. You know what I mean? Like, you just, you, you, if people are willing to kind of self-govern themselves, the world would be a much, much better place. What you end up having then, and I've seen this quite a bit. We have some people that, in my area, that just foot this kind of, moniker to a T is people with disposable income. People who are just well off end up pricing out everybody in general across the board for those beers. You know what I mean? So it's it's almost a like a continuation of you're fucking people by paying these paying these exuberant prices you have a lot of people that end up just you know what i mean now now a person that's really in a beer just can't have a fucking beer now again it's capital capitalistic fucking society so say that for what i don't know do you know what i mean is that a good thing or a bad thing am i trying to fucking am i trying to be a socialist about beer i don't fucking think so but you end up what you're doing is end up you taking beers that are it's beer fucking beer and, and people who would actually enjoy it, uh, you're just they're getting priced out of that enjoyment or that thing that they've been into for years. That you have these new new bros, the new bros, that come in and just buy shit for two reasons: one, because it's a status symbol to them, and two, they just don't, you know, they want to buy into some kind of. I mean, I guess that's part of the status symbol part. I want to buy into some kind of like. Um, credence, get some kind of like like street cred when it comes to the beer world, and I see that, and that's the thing I was going to talk about. She had a lot, a lot around here, a lot of like new new school guys just like dumping tons of money to buy, you know, barrel aged this and can't deal that just to be like, you know, look at me and be like, be like, dude, you're drinking fucking Schlitz malt liquor, and nothing wrong with fucking some Schlitz. You were drinking that shit three years ago. Now you're fucking king shit of fucking Cantillon Mountain. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
you can't buy taste. You know what I mean? You could buy beers that people fucking who understand why the beer tastes good will like. And if you want to share with those people, knock the fuck out. Go right ahead. But, like, it's almost like a kind of like a, a dick measuring contest. And I've talked about this before in some of these other rants. The dick measuring con- contest portion of the show when it comes to stuff like that. And then you have the, 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 the white collar fucking dude bros that end up fucking doing that and that's all they do is that is that it, it, no beer is worth it unless it costs a certain amount so it ends up not being about the beer anymore it ends up being about oh that beer is this on the secondary market so that's why it's good it ends up becoming its own kind of like like trophy collection that you can hang on your wall literally because they never fucking drink these beers and then it ends up being like okay you have like all these beers that you're never gonna fucking drink just sitting there just for what reason other than collecting shit you know what I mean you end up being some kind of weird kind of fucking it's like if people collected bags of heroin and put it in their fucking <laughs> corner of their room and then they're like look at that crazy golden hammer I have over there pretty fucking awesome stuff you know what I mean so it's like a weird kind of neurotic crazy world that people end up kind of diving into when it comes to the whole this secondary market thing and it just fucking drives me insane drives me insane because it's it's it, it's it's weird because then you're like well if you have a ton of money what do you give a fuck well I mean I guess you know that's one way to look at it same way you know a lot of people look at it that way who are in powerful positions in, in the world that just you know don't give shit you could do things the right way you can do things the wrong way and I guess that's kind of where I'm getting getting at it um, you know the secondary market is, is still not all that bad. Um, you know, trading and finding people that kind of do things the right way is still exists in this world. But there's a lot of people that end up like you know being kind of douchey, kind of um, kind of just uh, very self um, self. What's the word I'm looking for? All about uh, self profit. You know what I mean? When it comes to these things that, you know, you have a bunch of people that are really into beer um, that just take advantage of people who actually don't give a fuck about beer. They actually just give a fuck about collecting and giving a fuck about making a buck and doing whatever. And it just kind of just pees me off because I see people that I'm like, I know are like good beer people. And they're just like, you know, they're just like, oh man, I wish I could have that beer. You know what I mean? And and, and genuinely, they're just like, I'm really curious to how that beer tastes. And have them never be able to have it or have to drop, you know, drop an arm and a leg to actually get to that point. It's fucking bullshit. And it's all on us. It's the whole, again, I've talked about the IPA mentality, the line mentality. It's all the same thing. We're getting in our own way when it comes to a lot of these things to the point where it's like, it's absolutely fucking insane. Now, there's a light at the end of that tunnel. Or I don't even say a light at the end of the tunnel. There's different tunnels you can go down. There's so many great beers out there that are just as good as a lot of these super crazy bonkers uh, 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 marked up secondary markup whales um, that people don't know about. Um, or people just don't give a shit about. And so you're, there's ways to get really good beers, similar beers, um, without having to fucking mortgage your house. Or go, you know what I mean, become a fucking soul-crushing CPA or some shit. I don't know. But um, it, it's just weird. It's a weird world. I see it constantly. I'm, I'm throwing throwing deeper and deeper into it because I'm actually been creeping out of my fucking 
little introverted shell and been hanging out with more and more people. Kind of makes me want to go back to my introverted shell. Um, but it's just a world that is odd. You know what I mean? Um, you know? The pro- there's pros and cons. Like I said at the beginning. Your pros, you get to try beers you normally wouldn't have. That's what I said. The cons, you know, you might go to jail. Like the fucking do people I talked about at the beginning. Which is actually almost like a little like a, like a little fist pumping thing. Like I'm like, Somebody went to jail trying to sell their cellar. I don't know if the person was marking up their shit kind of crazy or not, um, so I shouldn't act that way, but um, I don't think police should be throwing people in the slammer for secondary market beers, but if, like, if me, knowing that I, in a perfect world, would be a judge, like, judge from Judge Dredd, and I would just judge and jury on everybody, uh, I would cherry pick and be like, okay, that person is selling this bottle on secondary that isn't that marked up at all and that dude's cool you know and be like that dude's marking up crazy let's rest that motherfucker I totally be judgy about that stuff but anyway you know there's cons to it the whole soul crushing part of it where you know you're turning a profit on somebody else's shit just because you're a markup douche um, that kind of that would fucking suck if you believe in like you know Jesus and stuff like that but uh, I don't but I believe in karma so shit's gonna come back and get you. um and you know the whole pricing people out of the market say you know what I mean? That kind of fucking sucks. I just wish people would learn learn to um, restraint. Because if you don't pay those exuberant prices, shit goes down. From retail to secondary market, we dictate the price on what we pay for things. Just, I, it's such a new thing for so many people, I just don't think they can get out of the way of themselves. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Trading, just trade beers, and not at secondary prices. Be like, you give me nine beers for this one beer. Be like, dude, you paid sixteen bucks, I paid sixteen bucks, or you paid twenty, I paid sixteen. Uh, here, let's do it. Or I paid twenty, you paid sixteen. Just have it. You know what I mean? Uh, to be all kind of, I mean, am I being too hip? Am I being too socialist? Am I being whatever? I don't know. But that's what I fucking think. So there you go. A little secondary market rant for you. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> New one. Haven't done these in a while, so got to get back in the swing of things. Um, but yeah. I mean, what do you think about the secondary market? I know a lot of people out there do it. You know, covet it and, and live in that world. And uh, yeah, it'd be cool to hear what people think. If they if they have zero issues with it, they think it's dumb as shit, I don't know. But yeah, if you have an opinion about the secondary market, you think it's dumb, you think it's cool, whatever, somewhere in between, down there, if you think it's a good thing... In general, because it's a profit winner for you, then you can go fuck yourself. But anyway, down there, argue with me. There you go. Uh, other rants you want me to go on? I shouldn't even call them editorials. I should call them rants. Uh, but yeah, any other editorials you want to hear down there again? Kind of suggest shit. Like you said, you can try to pop these off. Try to put one out about once a month, give or take. But you know me. Sometimes you'll get five in a month. Sometimes you'll probably get five in five years. I don't know. Um, let's see. Other than that... I think that's about it. So yeah, there you go. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this massive beer editorial. Hopefully you have some opinions on it. Hopefully you contact me. Hopefully you open up dialogue. Hopefully you are not one of those people. You can be a secondary market person, just not one of those super douches, the white collar guys, the crazy guys, the I can say words that people get pissed off guys. Just be good to each other. Be good with beer to each other. Pay that shit forward. Be a good person. We'll see you next time. Cheers.